How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> we, we literally, like, prepped this question. Can we get the sound of the high five as I hit the Wait. mic with my beer ready? Yep, and go. That was unbelievably white because, like, we, we hesitated. Yeah, I, like, bumped my the mic. My thing is, like, I'm trying in. to not hit the mic. I'm sure you were doing the same. Yeah, I'm, I guaranteed hit the mic. I'm going to have to, like, reduce the audio on the actual slap so it doesn't just deafen people. I'm just going to clap my hands instead. There you go. Look, it was a high five. Yeah. Was, Holy oof, shit. Quality. <laughs> uh, but today we are talking about um, a different thing than we usually <laughs> talk about. Because uh, we usually talk about video games, but now instead we're talking about a particular company that makes video games, and their E3 is that the term? Yeah, E3 performances. Yes, uh, we're we're going back to Devolver Digital. Um, mm-hmm. We have mentioned bits and pieces of like I like this thing. Yeah, by them uh, many a time, and we didn't... and I completely forgot about them on the E3 episode. <laughs> And they're worth talking about anyway, so here we are. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the observant listener, or attentive? Attentive listener, uh, may have noticed that we didn't talk about Devolver Digital at all in the previous one. Yeah. So they could have used that as foreshadowing or hint to what this one would be about, and then you kind of ruined it by saying we just forgot. <laughs> oh, I don't want anybody to have the illusion that I'm good and or plan things. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Devolver Digital. Um, they've been around for a while. Yeah, I didn't realize how long they're actually around. Because my mm-hmm. only official instance of knowing about them was maybe seeing like they were affiliated with a game. Yeah. But it was, I think, their first E3 in 2017. Yeah, I couldn't find anything earlier than that. And uh, they didn't have E3s before that. So no, there you yeah. go. That was the first E3. No, uh, they they were a really interesting company. I don't want to get like too into the details like the notes i have up here but uh the uh the origins were basically they had two companies before that Mm -hmm. gathering of developers or god and then um there's another one can you read that that second game game name for me dave oh it is gamecock media group yeah so their thing was like uh, uh they had like interns with like chicken outfits and stuff like that and they had pretty mixed success, I guess. Their first company... What did they actually do under that name? So, basically nothing. But the, the first one, they worked with Take-Two. So, creators of Max Payne, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead, stuff like that. Um, they own Rockstar. Take-Two owns Rockstar. Okay, I was like, these, I'm noticing <laughs> a trend here. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they ultimately kind of got bought out. But the people who stuck with... Uh, Devolver or joined Devolver were much more indie focused. They don't like the idea of being beholden to large investors. Yeah. And Take Two was a large investor, so um, they split out. Yeah, they they kind of pieced out out of that. Though they made a lot of money. They're like, what are we gonna do with this useless Take Two stock? And then like Grand Theft Auto came out, and they're like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guess guess we'll just make a lot of money then. <laughs> Whether or not you're a fan, they've definitely had success yes like if a gta or an of rockstar title comes out from one of their franchises you're like yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna print money it's uh it's absurd how expensive those games are too rockstar they, to make yes they drop like millions and millions of dollars i think it was 150 million dollars or something like that for uh gta 4 it was absurd 
I would have done it for less. <laughs> yeah. I would take a humble even 100 million. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so they uh had their second uh second company and they kind of also found themselves in a situation where a lot of investors were just like this is awesome like throw money at you. Yeah. And then um the investors were like, "Hey, by the way, make something or like get your get the hype up, get your brand out." So they were put sort of in a situation where they had to um, go advertise themselves, kind of like, not necessarily sell out, but um, generate hype, like in advertisements um, that's not natural, or like, I'm trying to describe how that would happen. But no, you know it's what I just, mean? It's marketing in general. Exactly. Yeah. It's like. Um... If I gave a shit about this podcast, the point of like, <laughs> I'm bringing it up in like a family conversation, like you meet for Sunday dinner, you're like, so the podcast is going pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, you guys should check it out. And it's, it's not standard marketing for like, hey, it's like a commercial or whatever. It's, you, you're reaching out there yeah. in a way that you would not normally. Yeah. And this culminated in a fact that actually I think is applicable to, to your interests and mm-hmm. games that you like. And that uh, there was a, uh, I think it was Spike um, Music Awards or something, or uh, uh, Game of the Year. And Bioshock actually won Game of the Year. And Ken Levine went up and was going to receive his award. And then all of the interns for this chicken-based company, like, ran up in their chicken outfits and just, like, grabbed the mic, shilled their company, and uh, he never got to thank everybody. Uh, for Bioshock, yeah, it was bad. Oof! And the uh, that's definitely going to generate some uh, stuff. Yes, but at the same time, I really like Bioshock. But at the same time, <laughs> those vigors are being sold for like six hundred dollars. Right. So I might side with uh, DD on this. Yeah, but uh, Oof. so this uh, one of the the co-founders, uh, Mike Wilson, basically talked about it after the fact and he's like we told the interns to go up and uh at one point to pick a point in the awards where it's like appropriate to run up and pull this stunt basically um and they just picked like the worst time imaginable because there was like apparently like an ad or something for a game where it's like powered by mountain dew or whatever some ridiculous like cringy video game shilling and that would he's like that would have been the perfect time to run up instead they went in and interrupted the game of the year thing with ken levine who's like soft-spoken guy you know (laughs) just really rough but uh so that's that's the other popular thing they also did um the creator uh worked with john romero who's very popular for Hmm, why does that name sound so familiar (laughs) yeah games that uh aren't really made anymore but uh the, the infamous Daikatana. I don't know if you've ever heard about this. I did hear about it. Yes. The Daikatana ad. Uh, like John Romero is going to make you his female dog in heat. <laughs> like, um, and then below that, the subtext, suck it down, was made by the founder of this company, uh, Mike Wilson. And then John Romero signed off on it. But yeah, there's interesting things that have huh. like gone into the founders for uh, Devolver. Oh, I like... The end product, to yeah. say the least. <laughs> yeah, the, so that 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 company didn't really get anywhere. Fell apart when like the tech bubble burst, and then they went into uh, Devolver Digital, mm-hmm. which is the company we're actually talking about now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we've made it. And uh, they basically like paid out their investors really early, 
So they're their own, um, they're no their own no shop ties. Now. Exactly. There's nobody telling them like, hey, those games that you know you're helping fund, get those out the door. Uh, they they kind of run themselves, um, which is exactly what they wanted pretty much the whole time. So yeah, that's ideal I think because as we'll definitely hit on more. One thing I really like about them is they're like, hey, uh, we like video games. Yeah. <laughs> and then consumers are like, we like video games. <laughs> they're like, what if we made you video games? And it sounds like dumb and very simple, but like a lot of companies and publishers are like, we have to continue this franchise and make a Darksiders 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what at a point, what's the point? Yeah. It's not like you're making it to be fun. But I feel like all of Devolver's, their own titles at least, are very, do you know what would be fucking fun? Really cool? <laughs> right. This idea. Yeah. And then they roll with it. Yeah. Like at the most recent E3, they have, um, I already forget the name. Carrion? The Jelly Buddies. Um, Jelly Buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. But yeah, it's. I wasn't going to play it, but it looked interesting. <laughs> I I probably would. <laughs> but it's kind of like a MXC. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Or Takeshi's Castle? <laughs> I don't personally remember Takeshi's Castle. I've heard of it, yeah. But just like uh, you have a shit ton of people. At this case, I think it's like 100 mm-hmm. characters. Assume some of which will be AI controlled unless you're doing 100 people. Yeah, um, doesn't seem likely. <laughs> but you just try and get to like the end. and You'll be met with these challenges like running through doors, running up a hill, things trying to knock you off. Right. And other stuff. It's like this giant obstacle course. It's like Lemmings, I think. Probably be a decent comparison, right? Um, I will say yes, because <laughs> I've never played that game, but it sounds... The idea is pretty similar. Like, you start with a thousand Lemmings or whatever, and then you have to get a certain number of them to the, the end, and you have to, like, manipulate the world to get them to there. And they're dying all over the place. Oh, so as far as my current understanding, I assume that it was... You are controlling one of the 100 mm-hmm. characters. Okay, yeah. Versus kind of like macro controlling, like, right. go here, please. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, it's they, they do branch out into, like, really interesting directions. There's actually um, an interview for Gamescom, and they're talking about how, like, uh, people were trying to nail down what a Devolver digital game was. Mm-hmm. And um, the creators were just like, we have no idea. <laughs> like, we don't know. Like, we'll, we just pick whatever games are interesting and could use our help to get across the finish line. Yeah. Um, and they made some good just good decisions, like uh, Hotline Miami. Um, obviously, I like it, uh, but it also was tremendously successful for them. They made like a a crazy amount of money. Yeah, that was a very breakout hit, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. Um, spun off spun off like uh deals. hotline miami 2 yeah yeah hotline miami 2 obviously but also like uh de- like the deal with payday and all of that payday 2 in particular um and they made uh Denitin games which are the creators of hotline miami um had n- no need whatsoever basically to publish through devolver for hotline miami 2 like they could have funded it themselves. They could have just taken more money, essentially. Yeah. But, um, and usually, uh, if you are going through a publisher, they'll try to like grab some of your rights uh, for your for the IP being developed, so that if you're 
game developer uh, studio dissolves or is bought or whatever, they the publisher retains the right to the product. And so if they had like a new dev shop, they'd be like, uh, we technically own this exactly uh, intellectual property. Let's let's make a sequel here and yeah. cash in. Exactly, and they'll take like heavy. Uh, they only pay like the um, the actual developers' royalty fees. Like, so if the game does poorly, developers get almost nothing. Yeah. And if the game does really really well, developers make some money. But <laughs> Denitens like or um, Developer Digital's been, from what I've heard, significantly better with that. Um, so when uh, Hotline Miami Two was coming out. Uh, Devolver Digital was like, they didn't need to go with us. They could have just like self-published or did anything, but uh, they just picked, you know, same publisher. Like, we'll, we'll stay on. You guys can like reap the success from all of the help you put into like the first game. Damn. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of loyalty that you don't hear about so much. Ever in the games industry. Exactly. Ever. Because usually like devs kind of get fucked over or crunched. Mm-hmm. At least from what I've heard, yeah, a lot of times. And then after like a project's complete, you get fired. Yes, um, and you kind of have to like find the next company or project that will take you on, type mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of a um, it's telling how uh, impactful uh, the Hotline Miami sales were on the actual core uh, developer digital team because they increased their uh, their employee count dramatically from five to six. After the success of that game, they hired one more person. They love small teams. <laughs> it's not just all you need. I was surprised at how fucking tiny Supergiant was. Yeah. I was watching those documentaries. I'm like, but where is everybody? <laughs> it's like five people and a dog. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> there, right? Dog's only there for morale. Yeah. Just kidding. It codes. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they obviously have a good relationship with the other dev shops that mm-hmm. they're publishing. Yeah, they, they actually have uh, a lot of the people who have come in have been uh, recommended from other developers that publish games for them. So Denitin, like publish Hotline, and then yeah. they're like, oh, here's some other devs that are like working on things, brought them on, and then uh, Devolver publishes like another three games. And that's how like the early games started as of uh, the interview in 2017. Now they're reviewing a lot of indie games. People like send them demos. And they said they were getting 25 plus a week to just check out and oh, be damn. like, this is a great idea. We're going to put money on this. We're going to like help you guys push it across the finish line. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like the space they've kind of opened up in the indie area. Industry. <laughs> the indie industry. <laughs> the industry. Industry. <laughs> so is there a specific game that you really like that they have helped publish outside of hotline miami right um so before we get into like their these are their properties yeah um so probably probably close close second not that close ruiner Uh, oh absolutely love ruiner Um, should do an episode on that i know right (laughs) is that joke too old um (laughs) people whoever's listening now has not listened i know four months ago (laughs) or whenever we covered ruiner um, that's a, a super solid game i was listening to the soundtrack a little bit today yeah and it's so weird to listen to it as like a standalone thing when you're not murdering people right yeah you're like ah oh, it's missing just a little bit right? yeah <laughs> it's but no that game like it has i'm not gonna repeat everything from before right but 
the feel, how it plays, it's a very concise and well put together idea. Yeah. And executed flawlessly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I really like games like that. And typically, that's what Devolver seems to be focused on. Yeah. They have like, I have like a list of their uh, their games below. We can go over some of them, but um, a very diverse range of games, um, ranging from like mechanically really interesting to just absolutely minute. absurd. Yeah, minute. Um, Beautiful boyfriend. Yeah, they're all something that's going to catch your attention. That's like the yeah. unifying theme. Um, probably their most popular studio was Crow Team, who have come out with um, serious. That one. Yeah, serious Sam. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and then they actually asked Crow Team, like, "Hey, can we use your IP with some other people? Let them make, you know, two D games, things like that. Like, let other people build games in the Serious Sam universe." And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure." Um, that's not usually how those exchanges go between publisher and developer again, yeah. right? Um, and that like you know helped them publish more games, doing all this cool stuff. But they they went on to. Um, make some really cool things uh the talus principle is actually believe it or not bullshit also made by them. this is this is what happens like jake and i'll talk about a game you're like oh yeah that was a devolver digital i'm like really that, that too <laughs> by the way i'm devolver digital property just saying <laughs> right um, yeah <laughs> um but yeah they've they've made some like crazy things like a lot of the games we've covered here um Maybe not a lot of the games we've covered are developer digital games, but there's significant overlap. Uh, they've also made a lot of games that like I would never play or are super weird, like How to Fo- Had a Full Boyfriend, <laughs> like you described. I'm I'm not a dating sim fan per se. And by that I mean not at all. I don't care, but like the idea is good. Yeah, and I know like around that time it was like Had a Full Boyfriend, and then like Dream Daddy and like all these other things started being, I guess, more prominent. Yeah. I feel like I heard about How to a Boyfriend and then all that shit happened. Yeah, I was just looking at my phone real quick to fact check it because I was like, I actually said Tiles Principle was published by Devolver Digital and I didn't believe it. I was like, I need to make sure that I'm actually correct here. In, in the uh, off chance? Yeah, it, they, they did make it, yes. <laughs> but yeah, like Pigeon Dating Simulator. Yeah. That's abs- like that's crazy. It's also like a, apparently a play on like Japanese because um, like Hato is, I guess, Pigeon. Mm-hmm. but it's also hotful so it's like is it hateful or hurtful and there's like all this not it's japanese who knows <laughs> like um everything has like 15 meanings in japanese it's crazy but also uh, i think downwell was them mm-hmm. and that was awful like a tr- i took it as traditional there's like a a jumper game on the f- smartphones now right where you just jump up and you try and catch the next platform it's pretty basic yeah. So, like, what if we did that in reverse and you were just falling? <laughs> a downer game. <laughs> but also you uh, could shoot out of your feet. And it's always, like, $3 on Steam. Yeah. Before it goes on sale. And I like the idea of it. I don't think I could, like, invest time into it. But right. the idea, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's like buying um, Flappy Bird or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like, what are, you, what are you doing? But this is more compelling to me than Flappy Bird, obviously. Because, I mean, oh. who, who, again, not a, don't have a thing for birds, as <laughs> we're getting back to. <laughs> um, yeah, they've they've made some really interesting games. I know I, I tried to get you to play the um, the new Shadow Warrior, 
I say they made, they published. Uh, other, yes. other, other people made them. Uh, but we you... did do Shadow Warrior for, I think, 30 minutes. Yes, one one co-op session with three people. Um, and then never again. <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've considered trying to get people to play it more, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'd really have to be in the mood for it. Absolver did catch my eye. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, YouTubers I follow who do Dark Souls content were like, oh, let me do, like, this is vaguely Souls reminiscent. Yes, yeah. Um, but I had a lot of cool, interesting, like, uh, fighting mechanics. Everything is fighting and strikes and techniques and trying to counter your enemy. Yeah. And a friend of mine was super into it on PlayStation for a while. And I never played it. Yeah, I never played it either. It looked It looked interesting, but not to the extent that I was going to pick it up. Like, I'm not trying to say that all of Devolver's games are games that I would play. That, yeah. You'd have to be like, I'm curious it what that is. It spans a lot of genres. It's not like you're going to love each, each yeah. thing. I'm, I'm curious what the individual would look like that plays every Devolver digital game. Unless they're like, you know, CEO of Devolver. Amorphous. Right. <laughs> um, but they, they've had some interesting things in here. Genital jousting. <laughs> I have definitely played that. They made a game. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Um, it's it's kind of funny to think like if the demo for this game was published, like which publisher would pick it up? Yeah, right. And it's like, oh yeah, Devolver immediately would pick up Genital Jousting if you like know anything about the games they've made. Immediately, they might have suggested it. They might have actually come up. It's with It's such idea. a simple, dumb game, but I've spent more time than I'm willing to admit, like playing that at some parties, like, <laughs> yeah. and I had a grand time. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty crazy, um, and their their uh, their actual production value for a lot of their games has has gone up kind of significantly. I think um, I'm only gonna have one figure for this. The uh, Hotline Miami cost them around five hundred thousand dollars for the full development, which is a lot more than I actually thought it was. Yeah, but like they invested pretty heavily in it. Um, and then later, I mean, like you can look at how graphically impressive like Ruiner is. With the animations and the sound design and everything like that, you know that's going to take a fair amount of money. Uh, my friend Pedro or Pedro, Pedro, Pedro is coming out. The Pedro is different, right? <laughs> His friends do not call him Pedro. Pedro, <laughs> but uh, that had some really good uh, marketing as far as like the teaser. Yeah, because like they had this uh, banana with a Spanish accent mm-hmm. kind of talking. And you're like, what? And then, like, you see, like, a guy, like, running through doing, like, over-the-top somersaults, jumps, all, like, action sequence stuff. Yeah. All while, like, like firing, like, Uzis. two Uzis. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really silly. Uh, I remember in the first trailer, there's a part where he's firing up, like, at a frying pan. Yeah. deflecting the bullets. The bullets so ricochet. <laughs> And then, like, he's on a skateboard at a point, too. Yeah, he, like, jumps off the skateboard. It goes flying forward, takes somebody out. Yeah. I think you all can, like, you can also kick somebody's head, like, in the air and, like, knock him out. <laughs> like, take out somebody else. It's Snap like... projectile. Yeah. I like Hotline Miami, so I'm probably going to enjoy that. Um, <laughs> it's it's a wide range of yeah. games that Devolver uh, publishes. I gotta say, though, um, from the most recent E3... Uh, carrion really caught my eye yeah i i uh as i was watching it i was getting some like inside vibes a little bit uh minor spoilers for inside i guess <laughs> but, um but it really has this 
I don't know. I feel like I just enjoy it, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. Right? Like, you feel that you would enjoy it, and you're wondering if that's bad. Right? Yeah. Exactly. How Catholic are you? <laughs> yeah. Not that Catholic. Still a little bit of that Catholic guilt. Just a little okay. bit. Yeah. I just. I think it'll be fun though. How would you just? I'm curious this? about the control scheme. Uh, so basically, you are this uh, amorphous. You have a lot of limbs that kind of jut out, but then it can also retract. Imagine yeah. like you're a meatball that can kind of like expand. You're like a symbiote from a uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you're literally carnage. Yeah. And you like sweep through and you like kill off scientists as you escape from the lab and do other stuff. I guess you're trying to escape from the lab. Yeah. As you're trying to like be like, oh, lockdown protocol. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah. And you can like seep into stuff. Uh, there was something in the demo where you reached out a limb, and you kind of like quick snapped back the analog stick to like yank off a door. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I like the the tactfulness of that. Yeah, if they if they nail the controls, it's gonna feel pretty good. Yeah. I don't know like what the long term kind of longevity of the game is going to be like where's the challenge the mechanics we don't really know anything about that like is it progression are you building biomass you know what's going on but yeah it the initial idea is enough to you know we'll see yeah um but i'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes but also at the same time i could see if it was just this is the mechanic and like each level is kind of not expanding on it right right but i can't imagine that they would do that they've got to mix it up a little bit right yeah and they've they've um on the devolver side they published so many games at this point i don't think they're gonna let a team just be like hey here's 50 levels of the exact same thing and you'll just clear it out and there's no 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 point like that's that's not gonna be what it is no i'll be ready to eat my words if it's literally 50 levels of the exact same thing but that would be very disappointing though because it's so far from what they've been affiliated with yeah i don't i don't think that that's likely to become reality <laughs> yeah um it looks interesting though i'm actually a, I'm, I'm a fan of playing uh the bad guy in games because so many games force you to be the good guy that's that's basically it like um or a monster in this case it's like i don't know if we ever talked about like vampire like the masquerade or anything like that bloodlines i think we did a little bit but not on podcast yeah it's like one of the appeals to that like series of game is you can be the bad guy. Like you can, you, there's no expectation of being a hero or anything like that. Um, that doesn't make me a bad person for wanting to play the bad guy in a video game. It's just, I've played so many games where it's like assumed you're going to always do the right thing. The quest is save the people. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to save the people. <laughs> yeah. Like, my big thing in games is always like if you're gonna do something i like having a reason yeah so nobody likes escort missions you're like who the fuck is this person it's just for the sake of it and a lot of times that's because you're you're not the asshole here's the mission go yeah so you have to do the thing make sure everyone stays alive you're like do i know these people do i care (laughs) right does my character care Mm -hmm. it's kind of like um something like prototype to counter the obligations of spider-man in a way it's like spider-man fun game playstation 4 version last one came out great game and enjoy it recommend it if you like those games awesome i enjoyed it um but sometimes you're just like i'm gonna jump in a crowd and start ripping and tearing like and that's what prototype was not even as great a game 
anywhere near as good a game as Spider-Man. Right, but it, it's fun. But it's fun. Yeah. And that's what games should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you can still tell games or have games that, that tell a story. Yeah. I've always said that, like, games are a very good medium for that. But if it's not fun, why the fuck would I listen to your story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if we've ever had a discussion on, maybe we should someday have a discussion on alignment in, in games or just good guys versus bad guys and protagonists. I feel like I could talk about that for a while. It's not really the point of this <laughs> podcast. Um, but looking forward to uh, Carrion. Um, it's unique, if nothing else. Very few other games let you play an amorphous blob. Again, spoilers for inside. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really fun level, I would call it. Yeah, sequence, right? Yeah, yeah sequence yeah. is mm-hmm. the nice. Yeah. I'm going to use that for more things. Right. Hey, later, would you want to... Sequence? <laughs> <laughs> Our DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Back to back to Devolver. Another interesting thing you mentioned that they started their E3 uh, for foray into E3 back in twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. And I'll be honest, anytime I've seen one of their presentations, it's heck of weird. Yeah, is the way I would put it. That's not wrong. Um, I think the main reason is that it's that it is so jarring is because it's not how any other company does their. E three demonstrations, yeah. presentations. I'm eyebrows up, nodding. That's it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, an it's that serious. Yeah. But what I like is they 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 hit it very sometimes tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, sometimes very less so. Yes. So like I remember 2017 started out with her. I think it was Nina Struthers for that one. Yeah. She's she's a she's a core facet of all of them. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um. But, like, the first quote I remember was, like, tomorrow's unethical business practices today. Yeah, that's their tagline, right? Yeah. And they do all these things of um, having, like, these loud, emotive things that don't really say anything. Like, they're just yeah. using business jargon mm-hmm. and just trying to, like, hey, we want your money type thing. Literally. Literally in this case. Yeah. I think the... Um, so, I rewatch it for this. And, like, the audience won't stop clapping. And the audience is just stock footage of people clapping, yes. <laughs> right? Uh, but they just absolutely won't stop. So she like takes out a pistol and starts firing into the air to get the audience to stop. She's like, "You're all journalists. <laughs> Be professional." <laughs> it's just, it's absurd. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened in that one. There was um. Uh, basically, this this like monologue. They talk a bit. They went into Ruiner at some point. That's the first time I think they really showed it off. Yes. Um, and then they they have this recurring kind of segment, which is uh, they have fake services or products that are pretty much all based around getting money from people. So the first one was uh, Devolver Digital Screen Pay. Where you could just literally throw your money at the screen. Yeah. Which is just playing off of the internet. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, that goes back to, like, they have their... Uh, finger on the pulse of gaming as a community right and they like games for the sake of games they want games to be fun so they're very poignant yeah i want to say they also uh are entirely irreverent like they just 
absolutely have no issues mocking anything about the games industry. Yeah. Um, and that, that comes up a lot. So this guy's like throwing money at the screen and like the crowd's losing it because it's all stock footage and you know, whatever. Uh, and then the guy gets too close and like gets his hand in the screen. Yeah. And just like tears his hand off or something. He starts spraying blood all over the place. It's like, it's clearly fake. But it's also, like, uncomfortable <laughs> at the same time. Well, it's like uh, B-movie violence. Yes, exactly that. And I think their whole thing there is kind of with the stock footage of people just, like, laughing and clapping. Uh-huh. Well, like, the guy's basically, like, this horrible thing that just yeah. happened, right? Is <laughs> to say, like, most people do not care what's happening right. in the game industry. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's some other thing that doesn't affect me yeah in the same way like a lot of people are including myself like with politics you're kind of like oh man i hope that sorts itself out right type yeah thing and then they have like after this guy has like essentially bled out uh-huh. he's lost his hand they have a guy in a green suit with like the little balls attached for like tracking oh, yeah, pointers. Yeah, uh, the, just like um... walk across there's no green screen he just walks across and like grabs the body and leaves yeah yeah it's the uh the crap uh, motion capture yeah the motion capture suit yeah yeah one of those um and then they're like all right here's another trailer and that's when they had like the spinoff for serious sam and they just keep it going they're like uh they announced devolver digital earliest access uh which is kind of hilarious uh which is the moment that an idea is incepted in someone's mind then you, you can, can now you purchase can, yeah you can purchase the game and just start playing it immediately the best part about this, though, and I didn't realize this the first time I saw it, I only caught it on the rewatch, um, was uh, the first their demonstration of this. They're like, oh, here's someone who uh, you can buy their game now. They just came up with the idea, and they cut to Suda51. It's Suda51. It actually I totally is. That. I looked it up, and it's 100% legit. And he's wearing uh, Jacket's jacket from, from Hotline Miami. Miami. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I was like, what is this? What is this at all? Uh, like, we covered... Um... Crap. My brain keeps you going. you trying to think of a Suda game? Yeah, the one we covered recently. It's not The Phantom Pain, but that's all I think of. Um, Killer is Dead. I don't know why I was thinking of The Phantom Pain. The word Phantom was in my head for some reason. Definitely not on GS5. <laughs> but uh, Killer is Dead. Yeah. Um, which... I don't know. I could almost see as like a Devolver game too. So like, I understand that their communities kind of collabed on that. Um, also, how did you feel about the the earliest access tongue in cheek? It it was like a good time for it, and they kind of it's a recurring thing for their um for their E three uh, presentations because like this was the 2017 is like peak of green light coming out like early access all the games. People really liked the idea because they could jump in and support their developers really early but the thing is there was also a uh, metric fuck ton of garbage mm-hmm. i feel that i came through a lot of those things where like just go on jim sterling's channel if you have no idea <laughs> what i'm referring to there's a lot of it and like games never got completed and i mean it's it's a whole point now like how early should you buy a game should you even pre-order games um refer to a previous episode uh, right yeah <laughs> Uh, but it was uh, it was an attack directly on that yeah. earliest access um, then from that they uh, jumped into their uh, comment created content which is the idea that um, 
your game would be adjusted based off what people are saying in the comments. So it's like, oh no, there should be gun. Like, it should be able to dual wield, or like, the enemy should be God, or something like that. And you're just yeah. changing it all. The best part about this, though, is they asked, uh, they were like, they picked a, a participant from the audience um, to show this off. And uh, they're just like scanning the crowd, or whatever, and they point out in the audience. Then you see, also, every time they point out in the audience, it catches the stock footage of these like business executives in suits, kind of like laughing to themselves, slightly embarrassed, like they were the ones that were picked. Then somebody else walks up. Um, but uh, uh, the person who walks on the stage is the same guy who had his arm cut off. <laughs> and he, With he, his arm? Yeah, well, he's missing it now. <laughs> and he goes and sits down at the keyboard. He's, like, covered in, like, orangish blood and stuff. It's, he, looks, he looks out of it also. <laughs> it's just... It's a weird presentation. Yeah, but... I like how they will... I guess address just anything. Mm-hmm. This being just a small and the first example. I like how people will complain about video games for like, well, I wanted it to be this and it should have been this. And there are times where it's definitely justified to have a critique on something. Yeah. If like, let's say it's Game of Thrones and you're like, what the fuck? Or if it like loses sight of the initial idea. It's fine to have like constructive criticism as well. Like, hey, if there's like a sequel, I'd love to see something like this. Yeah. But a lot of the internet gaming community can be, at least as far as like comments and discussion boards go, very vitriolic on mm-hmm. like how they receive something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, like, they'll attack developers all the time too. And the developer is not necessarily oh this is my idea right yeah it's not a one-man shop yeah. like it's a it's a whole team of people and they're just making that happen you know yeah exactly it's like if you're going for the community manager of a given community yeah. you're like yeah that guy he's the one who did this right he's the one who programmed this came up with the idea made the art in some games that's the case usually no <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it kind of culminates with a bunch of flashing between like um the presenter starts like bleeding from the nose and like people oh, yeah, are freaking she's, out. She's going on like this full rant uh-huh. so much that like her it's brains. It's like, the future hemorrhages. of the future. The future of the future of the future of the future is like what she says on ad nauseum because this is the future of the future. The like products they're coming out with. Oh, yeah. This is again criticism of, you know, always pushing like this is the next best thing, right? Um, in my mind, at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just devolves into, no pun intended, into like I was about to say, <laughs> to like just uh, the guy like throwing up at the keyboard, and like the audience is like losing it, and she's like bleeding all over the place. Then everybody dies, and they get dragged away, and that's the end of the presentation. <laughs> and that was just twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty weird. It kind of is an intermission here. One thing they did for E3 one year, I don't know which, exactly which year, is they set up in a tailgating party mm-hmm. um, at a nearby Hooters and then like invited people out to just like party in the parking lot, essentially. It was uh-huh. the parking lot of the Hooters. It wasn't the actual establishment because they couldn't do that. Um, and then they postmarked all of their like notes or correspondence or anything they sent back to E3 as from that Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the weirdest nonsense that these people do. Oh, fucking love it. Let's jump into 2018. It's a good year. Good year. 
Good vintage. <laughs> so, after watching 2017s in 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good good time to watch it. I was like, yeah, I'll probably follow like the next E3. Because that's usually where I'm getting a lot of my, oh, here might be a cool game coming up this year. Something in the future. Yeah. Um, but I remember Devolver Dig- Digital had that crazy presentation. And I was like, all right, but what now? Right, yeah. And I feel that was literally everybody who was like, See that crazy shit? Yeah. What are they going to do this year? <laughs> As it turns out, more crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is like they have this continued storyline mm-hmm. throughout their stuff. So the fact that like Nina had like a brain hemorrhage type thing and that guy yeah. lost his hand, like still comes back. Yeah. Um, Her head... So you have to know that they're using like, the same stock footage yeah. throughout. Because <laughs> I went from one year straight to the next one, and it opened up, and it was the same people clapping and yeah. like passing popcorn <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, "What in the world?" They 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 did this literally a year later, and her her head literally exploded the previous year. That was the culmination. It's just they had that fake, um, you know, that fake GIF on the internet of the guy's head just like is it like blown. A, a B-rated horror type? Yeah, thing? yeah, well, yeah, like that. Uh, basically the exact same effect <laughs> so i digress 2018 <laughs> but yet again they are calling out companies for um throwing in these microtransactions which yeah. has that died down yet um <laughs> and their whole thing for like the fake service this time around was the loot box coin yeah and this was actually slightly prophetic i feel like people were talking about it but Unless my timeline is off and there's like an 80% chance it is. Um, the whole Battlefront 2 loot box debacle no, right. this came been, to Q4. That was year. definitely after. Yeah. This was a very early start to their loot boxes in Overwatch and like one or two other things. Yeah. But it just kind of has ramped up from there as far as you can buy this shit in game and you can do whatever. And like, oh, we'll do other things behind these paywalls. Yeah. They actually, uh, they actually at this point for a loot box coin, they're like, um, is it gambling? We don't care, you know, whatever. <laughs> As it turns out, that was the exact talking point that, like, in current day, yeah, that's how loot boxes are mostly being kind of uh, addressed legally. Is from like, is it gambling? Should we allow gambling? How Australia we... votes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they had this the quote for a loot box coin. Uh, one of the lines she said was loot box coin aims to become the global standard in meaningless wealth acquisition and questionable financial stability. (laughs) You pay us with your real currency and we will give you loot box coin, which has no value. (laughs) And then she, um, she had a physical one, a physical loot box coin, very like similar to like a Bitcoin or something, but large looked like a, a coffee coaster basically. Um, and she's like, you can get one of these if you give us your money and buy into loot box coin now. And then she licked it and threw it to the side. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. but they don't, don't have any form of microtransactions in their games. I haven't seen any. So that means it's not there. I guess it's because they're not AAA. <laughs> they don't have the money to make a microtransactions processing system. So. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's why if you want to make money, you need money. <laughs> yeah, that is the key. Um, but yeah, they, they have these. So their standard format is like these kind of odd segments of um, parody, kind of like satire. Uh, 
sometimes extreme moments or descriptions of products that are uh, entirely nonsensical. And then followed by like weird um, in-between segments and things like that. And then game trailers, which is the only like traditional E3 thing they do. Yeah. Um, so one of their in-between segments for 2008 that I thought was hilarious. Eight, 18. 18, yeah, sorry. The company was founded in 2009. So their 2008 E3 <laughs> experience would have been something. Um was uh, someone in the audience like yells out after she says GIF. He's like, GIF. <laughs> She's like, what? He's <laughs> like, it said GIF. <laughs> it's an acronym. And the creator, creator says it should be said, said it should be pronounced GIF. She just kind of like glares at him. And then it cuts to um, her burning him alive with a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the audience. <laughs> it's, uh, it's. And then it segues off like that never happened. Yep. Uh huh. She's just like it's said GIF. <laughs> Continues on with the presentation, and then it, that was there was their cut into uh, my friend Pedro or Pedro. I apologize. <laughs> apologize. Apologies to Pedro. Sorry, Pedro. <laughs> I will. I'll vote for you. <laughs> Ooh. Hi. Teenage your tots, you dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. So actually, Pedro recently was released, correct? Uh, yeah, that was came out the 20th of this month, if I'm not incorrect. And oh, again, wow. 80% chance I am. Huh. <laughs> so it's actually... Do they also have a trailer for that at E3 this year? I think they had like an announcement, sort of. I mean, they pro- they almost definitely had some clips of it. Or like a release date. Yeah, because they were like, this is coming out, you should yeah. buy it because it's going to come out. It would have been absolutely dumb. They're still a business. It would have been absolutely dumb not to like if talk they didn't about even mention it. Hey, the game thing. coming out later that month. Right? I'm doing these press tours, but nobody's coming to see my movie. I should have mentioned the movie. <laughs> We're making a movie. <laughs> no, it's 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 really silly though. Also, uh, 2018 ended with Nina dying again because the guy who got his arm cut off um, came back, <laughs> and he was very. Uh, Escape from New York out. Okay. Where he has like a mecha arm. He has like a heavy gun. <laughs> Have you ever seen Escape from New York? I, I've seen clips of it. I've never seen the entire thing. That's probably enough. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of uh, good B rated jokes. Mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi, Buscemi's in one of them briefly. Yeah. And it's very, it's Snake Pliskin. So everything was inspired off of Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And they have like over the top. And the jokey. opposites, right? Like Metal Gear Solid was inspired by Escape from New York. Wasn't it? Thinks about timeline. You might be right. I think I think that's the way I it think went. You're right. Yeah, but there is a yeah. connection. There is a there's a link. Yeah, you're correct. I totally got that reversed. That's all right. My fun fact was actually a fun, not fact. <laughs> it's okay because we resolved it in the end. Probably again, I'm eighty percent wrong. So yeah. <laughs> we may have just confused the truth again. But yeah, escape from New York. Guy comes back presumably takes her out well he actually like guns her down for yeah. like a full 60 seconds <laughs> it's like the traditional parody riddled by bullets death sequence yes it's yeah. very over the top blood splattering out then she falls on like a pile of styrofoam that was there for some reason yeah um so she's dead mm-hmm. again until 2019 2019 which uh, they, is current year if you're listening to this in 2019 
Well, if you're not, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. There are better podcasts in the future. What are you doing? Check out our third podcast. <laughs> yeah. There are better podcasts now. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. 2019 did not stand out for me as much in the way of like over-the-top craziness. The production value went up. It definitely did. They kind of had that blue filter, uh, which made it look sort of matrixy to me. I think matrix is green, but you know what I'm talking about. The light filter on everything made it look more like a tv show um to me at least no i think you're right and the whole thing was scripted out like with other people and not just like the one presenter yeah um so like they revived nina struthers motherfucking nina struthers mm-hmm. um and they're gonna try and like get her out for the presentation but they fucked up or yeah. something uh-huh. uh, so they have the presentation in her mind right uh-huh. so in her Which mind she's like sense. perfectly formed she's like where am i what's going on and then these other people are like talking about either over the top doing um it's kind of like business lingo right like the one guy who looked like a 17 year old intern was talking like video games with games and something something games games game <laughs> she rips his throat out <laughs> yeah. and starts talking about something it's the whole thing is very devolver. all over the place devolver, devolver digital very yeah very devolver <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, I think at one point she also uh, lost the ability to swear because usually she swears a lot. I don't know yes. if we said that, but there are some very creative swear words thrown about in the E3 presentation. She gets like a fucking combo breaker where she insults the audience with like five swears, like but they're all adjectives, mm-hmm. which ends in motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And she loses the ability to swear. So she starts saying, like, country, churchy words <laughs> instead. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying country was one of the censored things because oh. she couldn't say the C word. Oh, no. Um, and that, that upsets her greatly. But it's basically episodic at this point. Like, it's tune in next E3 to see what the next episode of Devolver Digital is. Yeah. No, it's... But as a game service, they have a... Do you remember this year? Uh, they had the was it Devolver? It wasn't budget. Bootleg. Bootleg Devolver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like a, a head like fake kind of rip off, uh, kind of reduced versions of their existing games, right? But as far as I know, it is actually on Steam. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like five bucks to have. Like I think it's even cheaper. It's ridiculous. Around eight. Buy me eight time, plus Dave. Of their existing games but so like downwell was called shooty boots ape out <laughs> was called like the great ape escape or something else they oh enter the gun dungeon was another one yeah instead by the of way gungeon. enter the gungeon yeah another solid title and other things like that yeah so i don't want you to misrepresent the price um it's four dollars and 94 cents because it's always on a one percent sale <laughs> Because yep. they can. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. That's exactly. That's so Devolver, basically. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if they do anything random now, it's kind of like, it's got that Rick and Morty effect, right? In a way where it's like, oh, that's probably like a Rick and Morty thing, you know? Yeah. I was gonna say that their their presence in E three, they are the Adult Swim of E three, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like. I'm excited for other people's announcements. There's a lot of other games that are that come around that uh, 
I'm glad to hear about. It's rare that the presentation itself has any sort of ridiculous nonsense that Devolver has. No, and a lot of the other presentations can typically get very trite and awkward. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've watched any of, like, the awkward compilations. It's really hard. Oh, holy it, fuck. It hurts. I'd rather watch Minecraft server than that. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Because, like, these people go out there to talk about a product or a game that the company is releasing. And they want yeah. people to, like, get excited for and buy into. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, when there's, like, a, a completely dead silent reaction, you're like, ooh, I feel, I feel so bad for that person. I know. It's really hard. You get to... Uh, there's a pretty sure there's a german word for it but sympathetic um embarrassment um i don't remember what the word is you can google it's gonna it. bug me now it exists we'll look it up at some it's point it's not on Wii. <laughs> yeah but um uh like the standard e3 format there's almost like a sacrifice to the masses in a way and that the person who usually goes up and talks isn't like the pr head of microsoft or the mm-hmm. pr head of whatever studio or bethesda a lot of times it's like a developer or a producer or somebody who's not in front of a camera all that much um and they just do some prep and they show up and they try to do their best and it's it's kind of like it's almost got this gladiatorial feel to me because you've got this mass of people who are all set to judge whether the person survives yes. or not yeah and uh it can lead, like you said, to some some painful painful situations. There's super cuts of the awkward moments of E3, <laughs> and it hurts. It hurts me physically to watch them. Yeah, but I think it's just indicative of. I feel that Devolver is in a way filling a space, because everybody's doing the AAA thing as far as major publishers like Microsoft. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to super lump Nintendo in there. They're, they're, a major they're, they're doing their own stuff, though, as well. Yeah. And they have a, a decent understanding of what their target audience wants. Right. So, like, for, like, portability and Switch and, like, family fun-friendly games, they've really got that on lock, and they're going yeah. in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas stuff like Bethesda... Eh, I would argue they've yeah. they've had some like serious missteps, and As, Microsoft nobody talks about because what the fuck are they doing now? You yeah, know? another Halo. Halo okay. has, has Halo. As it turns out, like I hate that that's like a running joke. Right. Um, to be fair, Bethesda as a developer slipping pretty hard. Bethesda as a publisher, they're they're still for the most part fine. They publish like Arcane's things, and again, still looking forward to that death loop, but. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> that's my harken back to the previous episode. Yeah. yeah. That's closing the loop. The death loop. Dave's just staring at me now. So I thought I had like a down. good segue <laughs> or a, a place to bounce off of for this. Yeah, but uh, that's that's Devolver. I mean, if people really just eat this episode up, maybe we'll talk about some other uh, publishers. Probably not, regardless of the public reception of this one. Um, we don't care, so... Yeah. <laughs> but so if you're listening and you have no idea about any of these games or Devolver Digital outside yeah. of this episode, I would recommend uh check out some of their stuff that they're affiliated with or mm-hmm. stuff that they're releasing on their own. Yep. They got quite a lot the of good fun stuff. Yeah. Or just unique stuff. Again, genital jousting. Very inexpensive, loads of fun. Yeah. And they you see what I did there? Ah <laughs> <laughs> said fun right um 
no no i i, I know you did <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they uh, their games oftentimes go on sale as well. So I think the Steam Steam Summer Sale is going on right now. Might be done by the time this goes live. I don't know, but I totally missed that. I might need to check that out. I would suspect that some of these are for sale. I honestly don't check out the um, the seasonal sales that much anymore because I already own all the games, and the ones I don't own, I already have a list to go through to get to. So <laughs> I I don't collect as much as I used to. And again, I will repeat my standing offer. Um, if somebody reaches out to me on the side, hmm. which if you don't know me personally, hm. probably has to be a pain. I guess you have to use the email. Right. Um, or Facebook. But if Just there's like a game <laughs> that you're really excited about that you want to like check out and it's not super expensive, hmm. I it's high probability that I'd be willing to buy that for you hmm. so you could share that experience that we've had. Right. And, and because gaming is a, a community and if we can share that together that's awesome to me yeah. honestly and it kind of you might have heard like a little blip in the audio where it sounded like dave said he would buy the game for you he actually said link you to the steam page <laughs> so just as a heads up don't expect free games from the podcast just kidding he actually did I, say I would, that i would do both i would definitely link it to you <laughs> and first. then send them the copy and you're like yes buy this for me and like okay help you with a gift copy this is how dave is accumulating steam friends because he knows you can only send <laughs> gifts to friends <laughs> i probably get one robot a day <laughs> oh man but yeah i'd like to thank everybody for listening for to this episode of the soapstone especially the friends of our podcast at devolver digital um, as always you can reach out to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or uh, find us on facebook at soapstone podcast no, it's not. Uh, Facebook.com slash Substone Podcast. There you go. Yeah, that's how domains work. <laughs> but uh, until next time, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.